What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 227. On this episode, I'm joined by Bradster X and Coop. Uh, we'll talk about the Patreon, merch shop, chicken and dumplings, 2020 recap, quarantine stimulus, music talk, 2020 deaths, TV shows, video games, music plans, smoking, and a bunch of other shit. Uh, thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo what up first thing i gotta get to uh you if you're listening to this you should just be a patron at patreon.com slash a podcast mo you know there's no excuses um you should be there you should be given a dollar a month to get early access to the podcast if you want to be real fucking cool give more money get shouted out like my mother hurricane haynes and marshall the dharma initiative bear um powwow again in limbo we'll see next month if he's out or if his car just got updated um but it's been a fun little fun little recurring thing this month isn't it um also you can uh get some merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with mo if you would like to show your support in that way you know wear a t-shirt around or just wear it in your house during your, the quarantine times that never end. And just look at them and be like, hell yeah, I bought that shirt. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, anyway, think about that. Um, another update I got to give here is uh, last episode I went in detail of how easy it was to make chicken and dumplings. And it is. Um, but today I made some and it did not go well. Um, enamel, I guess, is not as cool as I thought it was. I was stirring it the whole time. Didn't have it too high, but I turned around. All of a sudden, something smelled a little smoky, and then, uh, you know, the bo- whole bottom half of the dumplings got all burned, and so basically just ruined ruined Christmas Day for me, because that was uh, that was my highlight of the day, and um, yeah, so I guess the Aisha Curry uh, enamel pot was not all I want it to be. I think I'm just going to throw it away. I'm that pissed off at this exact moment about the whole ordeal. I'll just keep doing it. My little small spaghetti pot that barely fits in but at least i don't fucking burn it so anyway that that was, that was a real big bummer today real big bummer so um anyway trying to trying to get my hopes my spirits lifted back up um so anyway um i explained a little bit on the last episode with skinny of how this episode all came to be i just you know we were in a shuffle we needed people to be on the podcast you know i feel like this is important for some reason for the three people out there that care and um yeah, so Brad Sir X, the homie, you know, he's in the Discord, one of the few people actually in there trying to keep it alive. And uh, he was all for it. We're doing uh we're gonna do like an end of the year kind of wrap up thing. I believe Coop is with him as well. So his uh rap duo mate, and you know, was on him last time. So I think this will be Brad Sir X and Coop, and maybe even Brad Sir X's wife is in the room hovering around. So we'll see. But anyway, uh I'm gonna give him a call. We're gonna see what we talk about and uh yeah. Anyway, here we go. So how's it going, man? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, I, I just spoke with some Keith Bowles. I just explained on the podcast here how uh, my chicken and dumplings that are so easy, I just kill it every time. I just fucked them up today. They got all burnt, just ruined the day. Um, but I'm trying to bounce back, you know. That's all right. My my wife cooked a, a pretty subpar breakfast that she made up for it with dinner. Dinner was good. So yeah, you can do it. Chef Mo can do it right we'll see we'll see what we have for dinner um you know dessert was good 
parts of the meal was good, but just the chicken and dumplings, which was like, you know, the thing I was really pumped for. I was like, God damn it, it burned. And I never cooked with an enamel uh, cooking dish before. And I was like, enamel, that sounds like it won't stick. But that was wrong. Um, it totally <laughs> stuck and burned. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned shit every day. Um, so how have y'all been? Uh, I don't I mean, y'all were just on not too long ago. Um, but how's, how's the music career and how's life? Oh, uh, everything's going good, man. We're, uh, working on a couple projects that are going to be, you know, we'll be talking about coming up pretty soon. And, you know, we've been, uh, working with, with your beats actually working on something. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I do have another idea after y'all are done with that project. I know y'all have too many things in the works, but uh, I told Brad before I, I have these space beats, you know, not really necessarily done, but I always make some beats that kind of remind me of space shit. And if it's like if I ever could do a hip hop opera, it has to be uh, on some sci fi shit, you know. And so if y'all it, it's something in my head, but I know like I really want a good idea before being like, here you go. But, you know, I feel like it would have to be like a real story with like aliens um, are the features you know, like y'all are the astronauts and then there are featured guests who are aliens you run into on these planets. You know, I feel like there's something here, but maybe it's yeah, too crazy. We, we've had a similar idea that we've been bouncing around for a couple of like, well, maybe like a year and a half now or something. And and so that might actually work out. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're actually in the works with like with uh, some sort of eclectic project that we're working on that might be able to tie in with what you're talking about. And so definitely, definitely want to bounce ideas, ideas around that. And that I'm definitely, we don't even know too much. That's why we're not saying too much. Cause we just got like loose ends to this story that we've been putting together built from random songs that we've done throughout time that just like don't stick anywhere. And then we were like built this story in our heads and I don't know. That might work. We, we yeah. Right. I mean, really, I just absolutely love Stargate SG one. It's the best TV show ever. I mean, not really. It's like second to the office, but it's up there. And, uh, you know, it's just such like a serialized TV show of just random shit. And I'm like, I feel like I could use my love and knowledge of that somehow in raps. I don't know how, but I feel like, you know, there's something. Dude, there. I, we'll definitely, see. I definitely feel where you're coming from, man, because I'm a Star Trek fan myself. Right. Star Trek's cool. I, Star Trek is like the show I wish I could get into because like I see it and it seems cool. But then when I watch it, I'm just like, I don't know. It's kind of not that exciting, but like I want to like it, if that makes sense. Yeah, dude, I, I feel I felt the same way whenever I first came across it. And there's just like a handful of episodes that just like will grab your attention. And then next thing you know, you're sucked in and then you watch like two or three episodes and then you get sucked into this universe, just like the Marvel universe. Right. I mean, I mean, me and my, my best friend, Pow Wow, we got we dove so deep into Stargate <laughs> randomly in college. And uh, I, I mean, it's thought of as being like a corny show and shit. But like, I don't know. We just watch every episode so many times that it's like this is classic shit to me. Like, I don't know. I, I just love it. Yeah, dude. Uh, so anyway, our other reason to have y'all on this episode was a little recap of 2020. You know, a lot happened in 2020, whereas and I think it'll all be looked back upon as like, oh, it was the shitty year with COVID and quarantine and which is totally a thing. So I guess that's probably the place to start. Um, you know, 
the whole quarantining and shit kind of happened, I would say, what, in March? That's when it happened for me in Oklahoma anyway, because uh, yeah. I work for yeah, a, that, yeah, like mid-March, maybe somewhere around there. Right. See, I work for a school and whenever they went to spring break, it was like, yeah, just don't come back. So <laughs> that's how I will always remember it, because my one week off turned into like, oh, yeah, and then a couple months you're working from home. And I was like, oh, this is fucking crazy. Um and then, like in June, they were like, "All right, you need to fucking start showing up." And then that's whenever everybody was like, "We're fucking." See, I was doing retail, so it was just nonstop for me, and like I didn't even realize shit was going on except for we were wearing masks. Like I knew everything, but it was like no change. I still had to go to work. I still had to do everything daily, and then everybody's like, "Quarantine this and quarantine." I'm like, "I, I wish I could." I'm fucking. I didn't know what was going on at the time. I'm like, I gotta fucking go out in this every day to put, you know, to turn the labels on these cans, fucking. You know, this is stupid as hell. I'm risking my life for fucking pizza sauce and shit. Get the fuck out of here. That's why I just ended up quitting. I'm now I'm just risking my life to deliver food to people. But right, yeah. Well, and something I've touched on a few times in the last uh, few weeks on the podcast is I think people keep losing sight of like quarantining does sound awesome, but like if the government or whoever isn't giving you a check, that's kind of yeah. impossible. Like you can't just be like quarantine like how like you gotta fucking have money bro like that's just how the world works yeah there's just no way around it right so i do think that's something that people on the internet uh you know that i see always complaining i'm like maybe you're just like super rich i don't know like to me it's not possible to just be like shut it all down for months and everyone sit up unless we're mailing out some checks every month yeah here's 600 bucks make it last you know what is this right well we're from 1200 to 600 and i don't see why less is like supposed to be to, like to shut us up now i don't i don't know from what i from what i understand uh i've touched on a little bit they wanted the 1200 dollars. they've even the bernie sanders and aocs of the world have even been saying two thousand dollars before like before trump had and um mitch mcconnell who lives in kentucky he really doesn't want to give his constituents money like that all the poor people money and so he wanted to put something in the bill that made it where you couldn't sue your employer. So like, for instance, you worked at whatever retail store, you couldn't sue them for improper COVID protocol. Like the Republicans want to put that into any stimulus package and the Democrats in order for them not to put that in, they had to drop it down to $600 to my understanding. Now I'm sure Republicans or conservatives would argue, no, that wasn't at all, but there's some shit in there about how they'll get like, there's some stimulus package for people have thoroughbred horses and uh, mitch mcconnell in kentucky with the kentucky derby you know he owns lots of thoroughbred horses so, like there's just all kinds of weird shit in this 600 dollars bill that for the first time ever i'm like on donald trump's side and i'm like i really hope he vetoes this motherfucker there's so much back-end government bullshit happening i think in this getting everyone 600 dollars. it's just i don't think it's worth it but um i get uh they're, if, they, if they're gonna pass it anyway sure give me the money but i just think uh it's probably not worth it for the american people uh, just wait till Joe Biden gets in there and then he can sign some executive order to give people fucking checks, you know, as opposed to letting Congress fund all their rich friends. It's kind of how I see it. So I always thought of it as like, okay, they're giving us this to boost the economy, but like 600 bucks isn't going to do that. That's not even going to cover people's rent. Right. When you know? us, the taxpayer has to pay that back. It's not just free money. I mean, it is now, but it's estimated we'll have to pay like $3,600 over the next however many years to repay that $600 check. So like, fuck that. You know, I wouldn't take that loan from a bank. I said in the last podcast, but I just think people lose sight of it. Cause it's like free money now. And I'm like, it is kinda. And if, again, if they're going to give it to wall street or someone, then yeah, give it to us instead. But 
I believe it's a very small fraction of the stimulus bill is going to the people, you know, the average man. I think a lot of it's for foreign aid and shit. Yep. I'm sure, you know, the, the upper always gets it. Right. It's all bullshit. Um, so anyway, 2020, I only really had two big lists I wanted to cover, which was TV shows and video games. I know you had celebrity deaths and then um, I'm sure other things as well. Uh, and now I talked about a week or two ago with SoCo, some of my favorite music of the year. Like I now feel like I'm a code of the friend fan, you know, which isn't someone I'd really even knew exactly even who he was last year. You know, she like that. So is there any people y'all have come turned on to this year that uh, you weren't a fan of previously? Tons of people every day. Shit. Uh, you know, make me go through my Spotify list here. I got tons of people. Um, as far as like underground and everything, uh, I'd, I'd put Graveyard Entertainment up there because I've been listening to them a lot throughout the year. Right. They actually, um, when you know that AI thing that's going around where you let them access your Spotify and they make fun of you for shit, it's like some weird yeah, yeah. gimmick going around. Uh, mine was like, you really listen to Sir Nasty? Are you serious? Like, it was just hating on Sir Nasty because he comes up so much on mine. And then it didn't bring up like any famous people. It was all underground people. And I was like, well, this isn't really as funny when it's all underground people. I noticed like the one that said uh, like the, the Sir Nasty one and everything. I noticed it was always like the ones that stuck out on everybody's playlist too. It was weird. Like the, the way the AI is picking them. Right. So there's right. probably some easy algorithm behind it, but right. it was very interesting. Code of the friend. I don't know code of the friend. Oh yeah. He's definitely uh one of my favorite. I would, I would look up his album, everything. It came out like a week <laughs> before um all the police brutality stuff kind of blew up again you know not saying i'm not trying to act like it's not important it just like the friday before all that it came out was the number one album and then that shit happened and then no one wanted to listen to like feel good rap music you know um but it's just kind of on a boom bap uh somewhere between like mac miller and uh it's like a little more new york style mac miller i guess is how i would describe it it's hard hard to kind of describe it um, but it's all in very lo-fi chill ass beats and shit. It's like all the beats I enjoy making are what he raps on. And so for some reason, right. I really dig it. And the first song I heard of his, I think it's called Colorado, I believe. And he has some line about all he wants to do is hang out or, you know, chill with his girl and watch the office all day. And I was like, man, I just so fucking relate to this guy. <laughs> like, I just really, you know, I love the office. So um, I gave him a chance off that. So I think I got to start using more pop culture references. I used to bring him in a lot, and then for some reason it all stopped. And, and I'm, I'm starting to again, and then and some newer stuff like that I'm writing lately. It's I'm starting to use pop culture references more. And right, well, people won't get them. Like uh, D Street, who I've had on this podcast before, he has this music review show that I don't really send my music into because they don't like me. So I'm just not ever going to send my shit again and again uh, <laughs> is where I'm going to be at. Uh, and I guess someone sent. So coasting in the song we did with forgotten one. And they said, my line didn't make sense that I said, catch me outside like Dr. Phil. And they were like, that doesn't even make sense. I'm like, the catch me outside girls on Dr. Phil. Now I wasn't in their chat room or else I would have defended myself, but like that, that's what can happen when you use a pop culture reference. If someone doesn't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. And then they think you're an idiot, but when really they're the idiot, but I tend to drop wrestling references a lot. And like, I stopped doing that. And I, I, I think there might be a few that are, the few like older songs where I did, but 
you won't really hear much like on anything out right now because it's it, people were like, who's that? What's this? I don't understand what, you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I thought everybody kind of knew who Ric Flair was, you know, it was before like the Ric Flair drip song and, and like right. then he got popular in that way. It, it was just kind of like when William Regal, like I just thought I did. I have a whole verse where I mentioned like William Regal and uh, like indie wrestlers and stuff. And I could see them not getting the indie wrestlers shit, but it was like, well, that's just for the, the niche crowd then that gets it. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you die, you know? Right. And I think I just need to have that attitude more whenever I'm writing. It's just, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Cause there's tons of shit that I don't get. And I'm like, Oh, that's what that meant. I don't watch fucking, you know, power Rangers like 24 seven. So I didn't catch that reference or I didn't, I don't, I don't, I didn't see like this season of that show or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like I, one of my favorite rappers ever is this dude by the name of XV. He's a rapper out of Kansas. And when I was in college, he was kind of blowing up. He never really fully blew up, but he does. Okay. And uh, he had this line, this uh, like, I'm hungry, like Ricky Henderson. I steal the plate. Now, I know for whatever fucking reason that Ricky Henderson is a major league baseball player that stole a lot of bases. And I was like, oh, good line. And I just knew it instantly. But like if someone didn't know shit about baseball, they'd be like, who the fuck is Ricky Henderson? And then Asher Roth has a song. I wish I remember which one it was where he has a line like that, where he's like, you ain't as fast as and he says some random fucking name. And I, the whole time you're thinking like, who the fuck's that guy? But then later he like references like he made that guy up. That like gets no one. And like it's kind of still funny. But um, I don't know. Fucking rap, man. Rap music. Uh, I hope hip hop does well. I listen I listened to the so top uh, 200 Spotify songs of the year. They have like a little playlist right now. And I just hit shuffle and almost every rap song that came on. I was like, this is horrible. And I don't understand how this is on the top 200 songs played in a year. And then almost every non-rap song I heard, I was like, this is absolutely amazing. So that made me believe that maybe I'm just too close to be a hip hop fan these days. Well, it's it's odd because like everybody was all psyched for like the Playboy Cardi album and that came out today and then I heard it and it's just like well I heard about two minutes of it skipping through and I'm just like really like this is what people are listening to and I honestly feel the same about a lot of like I guess what they're calling melodic rap now you know but or or, or cloud rap and melodic rap or like I, I just still all just kind of mumble rap to me but it's I. Maybe that's my old take on it. I don't know because the shit's fucking big. Right. I, I just, I can't, I can't really get into it. It's a lot of like, like the trippy reds of the world. I don't understand what is going on. See, I but would it's say like, uh, like the trippy red and then the triple X dude who died. You know, I actually hear some of their songs that are like kind of them singing and I get the appeal from like, oh, this sounds good. You know, and that stuff doesn't really bother me on how it's popular because it's well produced, at least the stuff now. I don't know when they're coming up, but the stuff that like and like skinny fucking loves uh, Lil Uzi. Is that the one who died? No, I don't know. Whichever one died. Uh, XX. No, no. The one that died on the plane that uh, overdosed. Um, I really thought it was Lil Uzi, but that, oh, Juice World. Juice World. There you go. Skinny loves Juice World. Right. And so I try to listen to it and I, there's some beats that are cool here and there. But to me, it just sounds like it's just you fucking around in your bedroom before you've really polished it up, you know, and like that's the vibe. It's not really mumble rap, but there's this vibe of like a kid just fucking around in the bedroom. And now right. we put out this song, whatever that vibe is. I just feel like, oh, couldn't it be better? Like, it's not that it's not like 
I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like you could have tried harder. And I feel like that on a lot of shit that people are like, this is a hit. And I'm like, really? I feel like they're not even trying. Yeah, there's like no effort behind it. And somehow it's blowing up. And then like, there's people out here with real talent. And it could, it's probably always been that way. I feel like it always has been like the talent, like there's always been talent that's not going to be heard. And, you know, sometimes the wrong people blow up. Usually the wrong people do, you know, but it's just, I don't know. I hate, I hate that it's still going on in the internet age where everything is accessible now. And like, we don't have labels like in just the radio, you know, like we can literally listen to anything we want and we're listening to that shit. Right. And like, maybe like, I don't know. There's probably somebody listening like, fuck this dude. He don't know what he's talking about. Cause like the new, this, whatever album was sick. But every time I've t- I turn it on, I'm just like, this sounds like the last one, which sounded like the last one. And I get the subtle differences and stuff, you know, but it's just, it's just not for me. And I like, I respect that it's a whole genre now and it's like, it's a whole separate thing. And I, and I'm glad that it's starting to be a whole separate thing. Just don't label it hip hop or like even really rap most of the time, you know, just keep it its own thing. And I'll be cool with it. Right. You know? like, and really it is that we're old. I mean, honestly, I mean, that more or less that, exp- that explains <laughs> it all. I mean, it's same with, you know, in producing, you know, I've, I've, I've recently felt more like a producer, you know, I guess I've done this long enough or I'm like, I'm actually not bad at this shit. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm not like nobody out here making beats. And, uh, but I'll see some younger kids, you know, make some of these statements on Twitter about producing. And I'm like, well, you're fucking wrong. First off, you know, <laughs> I always think that, but like to them and with their making, they think they're right. And that's fine. And I also hear things that I'm like, that shit sounds old as fuck. So like, you know, everyone has their own, like, I don't know, whatever fucking time frame you're in and what your references of what you think sounds good. I know the way I mix shit. Other people are like, I don't know why you would do that. But to me, it sounds good here on my speaker. You know, like I'm not doing it because I think it sounds bad. Like it's it, it is odd. Like as I dig through the beats of like pretty much everybody I can online, you can hear that some people are like stuck in 2006 and it's a lot of like old Lil Wayne beats type beats, you know, or like uh it's it's it is a thing it's People something about yeah, yeah it's something about their melody selection they're like no no i want the rp bells and then that's all they use and i and i understand right now i'm stuck on like nostalgic ass pianos you know shit that makes you fucking sad or think about yesteryear and then i also uh it's hard not to use guitars now because everyone uses guitars and you hear it on everything and i don't care what anyone says i don't think that's dying anytime soon like they're just so fucking uh they add so much emotion to a beat and with modern rappers like we're talking about a lot of them don't sound like they're trying so they need the beat to add that emotion more so than their voice because they're not gonna necessarily sell it you know that makes sense the production definitely carries this this new new wave that's out right and it's, it's like it's so good songs i've given a pass just because of the beat you know i'm just like oh all this sticks i really like this fucking beat but damn it you're, you're not saying shit <laughs> right um all right uh what do you have on your list i know you sent me a little list what we mentioned covid and going into quarantine i was trying to touch way earlier that we all thought it was going to be like two weeks and then it wasn't it was way way fucking longer than that um so i just think that's also very interesting how at that time period all of the what i would have called the crazy conservatives that were like oh y'all are giving up your freedom forever you think we're going back we're like shut up it's two weeks and they were right so i just want to give them credit as well 
the crazies were right this time. We were giving up a lot. Now they kind of was a self-fulfilling prophecy because them not wearing masks and not quarantining, I guess, made it seem like it had to last longer. If you believe that science, you know, uh, yeah. I would tend to, but it's just interesting. Just interesting how the year started that way. The, the whole year, you know, cause it started with, with the whole Kobe thing. Right. Yeah. I saw and that on your list. Kind of set like a dark undertone for the whole year right there. Right. But like, it, it just, it's almost like, like I told you before, how things that happened before COVID need to have its own, like just call it BC now. Cause it's like, I'll listen to, I'll click on an old uh, Rogan clip on YouTube and it'll be an interview with somebody from like 2019. And it was like, I think the title was like, how do you get, how do you get past depression or something like that? And it's just like, well, it don't fucking matter now. Cause there's so much different shit that like, you could be depressed about a million different things that you weren't a year Basically ago. a caged animal now. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's. Yeah. I, it, it, I think the whole psyche of people has changed. You know, again, I think it's a different predicament for people who have the money to just chill out for the year and then people that still have to work and shit. Um, you know, I think these are different classes of people. But, yeah, I think it's to me, there is a lot of fear and uh, it causes a lot of stress and division amongst people, because in general, I'm not going to argue with anybody. If you're really scared of covid and you want to take all the precautions, I'm for it. If you're not scared oh, at yeah. all. And you want to go out, I'm for it. But it does make it where you have to argue fucking all the time about fucking shit. It's just get, it gets getting old. I think that's what's wearing people down is you're always arguing. You know, it's a serious flu, you know, wash your hands. Just, you know, when you're around people, wear a mask, you know. Yeah, I, I do all the precautions. I wear a mask and all that, but I'm also not getting mad at people that don't or people that are like, well, I can't stay home. I got to go out and do this. I'm like, I get you, man. You know, like I'm yeah. not going to throw a fit. But then yeah, those I, people want to. Yeah, we, we, so yeah, those people I, like, you know, they'll want to argue with you of like, oh, yeah, but now you're you're a sheep wearing them. I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up. I'm just wearing a mask because like my job wants me to. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's God. what it comes down to. Like, what does your employer it's require? Like, I'm it so everybody shuts up and we can move on with the fucking day. Right. That's why I said. Uh, I'm getting that vaccine if that means we can at least pre- like even if COVID was 100% fake and I don't th- say it is because I know people have died and all that. Uh, but even if it was and they're like, but now go get this shot and so we can go back to normal. I'm like, fuck, finally. Shit. You wore me down. Right. You got me in a submission. I, mean. I think that's what they're trying to do, you know, because this vaccine came out pretty quick. I'm kind of iffy on the vaccine. I'm not really iffy on vaccines in general, but this was just like, ah, uh, here it is. We're yeah, done. England with the super COVID and they were like the first ones to get the vaccine. <laughs> right. Like maybe it uh, didn't go quite as planned. I agree. I I'm all for vaccines, but it does. I'm glad I'm not one of these first people on the list. My mother is actually getting it like uh, in a few days because uh, she's a nurse. So I hope it's not too horrible. But uh, yeah, it has to make you worry that they develop this in less than a year. And normally vaccines take like 15 years or some shit to be made. So it's just something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. From what I heard. Yeah. It's what a. Uh um something similar to covid that they're releasing into your body for your no for your body to understand it's exact opposite like normally that's what they do but this one is something they're injecting some mrna protein that teaches your body how to develop some fucking protein that will then make you not be they said this is different than any other previous one but that should also make you worried as well i think right what was that 
It passes on to your genes as well, right? Right. Like it'll pass on to your kids and shit. Yeah. yeah. It mutates your DNA. It's an RMA protein. Yeah. It basically just unzips your DNA, like the double helix, and then it recodes itself to combine with your own DNA. And it kind of like rewrites your DNA code. So So it's basically it, the mark it, of the beast. It's gonna turn body. you into Satan. This is how I'm you get raptured. But yeah, so let's continue down your death list. So your first death of the year was Kobe, correct? Yeah, I mean, that was the first uh, because it happened in January. So I just remember that that was like the first major death. The rest aren't in any order, but I just have a major list because I started. We lost a lot of good people. Yeah, I looked up more like, you know, I was like, oh, Alex Trebek. I know that. And then it just kept fucking going. You know, Sean Connery, Sean Connery, Eddie Van Halen, Little Richard, Regis Philbin. I didn't even know Regis died over yeah. here. I remember Shit. when it happened because I listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast and he like, you know, told a little, you know, anecdote about him or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um yeah, and there was one you mentioned before that as well that I was like, oh shit, little Rich, like I loved little Richard when I was a kid. Like something I don't probably talk about too much is like the first music I loved was doo-wop music. Like I just love 1950s and 60s. Me too, actually. I remember the I'm on Full House. Right, right. And I remember like when I first got a CD player, the first CD I bought was the Hanson CD because Mbop was the number one song in the time that I bought that portable <laughs> CD player. But my parents had like um through some promotion of some sort, had like the best of fifties, best of sixties and best of seventies and eighties CDs. And like, like I said, I love the fifties yeah. and sixties way more than all the rest. Those are just my shit. Yeah, dude, he was a freaking legend. I went through my dad's like big band, uh, jazz cassettes and doo-wop cassettes from back then. Like whenever I was just young, bored in the house, there was no internet. So I was just digging through cassettes and shit. Right. So I grew to love all that old shit. I love it. I assume it's why some people like acapella music now, because that is kind of what doo-wop was. You're like, they're making all those noises with their mouth. <laughs> like that was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, continue on your list. Good series. There we are. I, d- I don't know his name, but the myth, myth busters, uh, Asian guy. Yeah. He's pretty young. Um, yeah. He was uh, like 49. I have here. I don't know how accurate the list. The, I did this last night. Baked. Yeah. Uh, Wilford Brimley, the, uh, diabetes. Fucking diabetes. Yeah, fella, he didn't die. You think you think that's how you would have diabetes would have been the thing? Nah, he was taking that medicine though. Yeah, it saved him. Right, that's not like it probably gave him the kidney ailment that that killed him though. Right, maybe, but that's not what they never said it wouldn't on those goddamn commercials. (laughs) And then the next one's a legend, Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad. Right from uh, King of Queens. And uh, some other right Seinfeld as well. Yeah, and respect the Festivus since it is Christmas. Him and his wife Fred had uh, a whole career doing like stage and game show shit back in the seventies. All I know is because Ben Stiller talked about it on some podcast I listened to about how he used to get drug around to all these productions, but it was before it was Hollywood. Is when everything was still in New York, and that's like, oh, that is pretty interesting to think about. How different the era would have been. Like, there's a big. Uh... A big spot that he played that Jerry Stiller played that I'm forgetting. Like, was it like Frankenstein? Was he in a Frankenstein or something? What was he in that I'm forgetting when he was younger? 
See, I feel like he was in that Hulk Hogan movie where Hulk Hogan was a nanny, but I could be oh, wrong. Shit. I could be wrong. He might not have been that at all. I think you're thinking of the Young Frankenstein with the other guy. I don't know what. Uh, as I bring up Wikipedia here, I don't know. Yeah. We'll come, King of Queens, I know. We'll come back to that. I'm not sure what I'm thinking of. Then uh, Fred Willard. Yeah. He died in 86. And then uh, Pop Smoke died. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with Pop Smoke's work. All I knew about him was he looked like 50 Cent. You know, so like he started blowing up because he looked like him, which is like, and I'm not saying he wasn't good at music, but that was his break, I felt like. Was the it fact was the same with King Vaughn for me. Like I had just started like checking him out a little bit here and there, like videos and stuff. And King Vaughn was like, I was like really digging his shit from like I think it was like from last year or something. But I had just found it, you know, maybe a few months prior to what happened. And then I'm just like, well, okay, that's another one. Oh, that's another one. Fuck. Right. Well, like, there's just too many going. Age 20, he died. Through both of those, mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, and then, I mean, I, I'm sure they did have fans, and I'm sure people did listen to them, but people acted like they were their their number one favorite artist. And it's like, man, you, oh, yeah. you've never brought this fight. I don't know. It's just, I think it's weird when people die and people act like that. I don't know. But it'll happen with everybody, too. Like, every time somebody dies, it's it's a turns into a thing, and then the fans turn on each other because like you're a fake fan or you're not a you know right it's why i don't try i haven't tried to get into little peep even though skinny loves him because he's already dead and i feel like i'll feel like a fake fan same with the triple x dude i actually i heard uh sad and then there was another song he had that was like hot as fuck that i used to love i don't know yeah, cd but i remember you're talking about and, it, and drake like ended up stealing the flow from it and then it, that's kind of what was his big break or whatever but like so i even liked him before he died but i didn't I knew like four or five songs, you know, so I'm not going to go around and be like, oh, I fucking loved him. Um, whereas in like there's other people like there was a time where Charles Hamilton was my favorite rapper and I knew every song he ever made. And I would like defend him as being the best, even though he may be the worst rapper that ever had a deal, you know, like. But <laughs> I, but you just love people at sometimes. So like when you're young. Yeah, phases. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. There's the right the feeling of the music is what fucking carries you and that's that could be where this like melodic rap stuff is a lot of these kids are like in sad boy mode fucking so it's working for them i mean maybe that's what i needed at the time instead of fucking death metal but i got a lot of aggression out i feel like and you know that's how i handled it right death metal something i wish i could be into but it i think it's like further down my list than country music i just can never hear the i don't understand where the groove and the melodies are and maybe that's not the point but like that's kind of I like doo-wop music. It all depends you know? on the band, I think, too. Like some of them are more like, like I liked whenever it broke down. They did more breakdowns and did more uh, like melodic riffs and everything. Then it just like the chunkier, like <laughs> you know that that gets a little old sometimes. Right, right. But I can't really listen to to that type now. It gets and it could say, change. I haven't tried listening in years. I could turn on now, maybe because I have so much uh, different music knowledge. Now I could hear more, you know, in a way. Um, yeah. Cause that definitely happens. I can't watch a movie anymore without noticing the soundtrack. And I'm like, fuck, they're killing these violin swells. And my wife's like, what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, listen <laughs> to the emotion in that fucking violin. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes you out of it. now, Right. I know. 
It and is. I'm really into like Foley and sound effects and stuff. So I'm always listening for that shit. Like, I bet you that's a celery cracking. Right. You know, like, I'm just thinking that in my head. Yeah. Whatever I watched the other day where they bought their, they bought down a jawbreaker and their front tooth breaks off and it like snaps. Yeah. It's like when I was like, oh, that had to be celery or something. Right. <laughs> that wasn't a real tooth snapping. <laughs> um. All right. Speaking of, then, uh, then uh, you got Neil Pert, the rush drummer. He died at 67. Right. And it, like and he's then, thought of um, as being like a legend legend, right? Like one of the best drummers ever. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what it goes down as. Yeah. I mean, I was never real big on Rush, but I re- like I've always known him as like if you yeah, were good at respectable. Drums. Yeah, every anyone that was a drum player always, you know, he's I guess, you know, the guy that to learn from, you know. My rush knowledge comes from trailer park boys, basically. A lot of mine's from I Love You Man, slap it to bass. Right, right, right. (laughs) See, I I liked Rush because I missed the concert, but they actually gave a free concert at Pittsburgh the one year. Because, like, they wanted to fill the venue, so they freaking gave away free tickets for the venue. And ever since then, I've respected them for that. Right, that is badass. Um, all right, do we got any more dead people? And then, uh, The Rock, his dad passed away. Oh, and then The Rock got COVID, like, on top of that. So he's bad, just... bad year for Dwayne Johnson. And I mean, then, uh, it well, is relative to his other years, pretty... but he's still like doing pretty good. Yeah, Kenny Rogers died. Oh, which I didn't. Like I, I feel like I heard that and I forgot about it down the line because Trebek probably stole the, yeah, the I spotlight. And stuff. I didn't remember Kenny Rogers at all. Yeah, it, fucking. Uh, I don't have anything other than he died at eighty-one for him. They, they start getting less detailed the further down the list because I didn't realize how long this fucking list would be. <laughs> right. Um, and that's actually it. Other than Betty White and Keith Richards are actually still surviving twenty twenty, so that's something good. Right. Out of all the deaths. And, uh, yeah, well, it ain't over yet, so I don't want to fucking speak too soon. Right. There could be more this people die before this guy's that day. I'm going to feel like an asshole. Right, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. I will say, I've always wanted to like Betty White, but I just don't love her like everyone else. And the reasoning is because I love the movie Grandma's Boy. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And apparently they approach Betty White for that position of the grandma and she wouldn't do it because she didn't believe you should have pot in movies or, or some story really? like that. She would have been great in that story. Right. I didn't know that. And then for whatever reason, just me knowing that, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck Betty White. <laughs> you know, but I understand she's from a I different time. I respect anybody that's like old enough to live through twice as long than I, my life expectancy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember something on Netflix about her. There's some like show on there. Is there? Yeah. I think they did a documentary, like Tina Fey or someone did a. Yeah, I think it was a yeah, Doctor. Ma- yeah, exactly. I just respect like age, and she's been around since 1939. Or right. no, I'm correct. Corrected. 1922. 1922. Yeah, it was the year before sliced bread was invented, I believe, or some shit like that. She's 98 years old. See, if somebody's old enough to, like, make you go, wow, she's 98, like, that's just the only reason why. Right. Keith Richards just went through the Great Depression. (laughs) 
That's true. My favorite old lady person, and she's not as old and she's already dead, so it was Joan Rivers. I was a big Joan Rivers fan, and every time I was like, ah, oh, she's the best. Oh, Joan Rivers, legend, man. How old's Keith Richards? He's uh, she just 77. Not as impressive, but the amount of drugs that he ingested makes it impressive. Yeah. Right. I, I, mean, I really think people overestimate the drug thing. You know, I, I I try to, it's the things that come with it. If you could do drugs and still sleep and eat and do your other shit, you could be healthy right. with drugs. Like it, it really, like it's just the fact that people that get addicted to drugs and lose their money and can't afford the other parts to make them a healthy per, you know, like there's other shit to it sometimes. Um, yeah, that is a huge part of it. Like these rich fucking rock stars are like, just add cocaine on the list of all the shit I need. And then they kind of like, I was it. fine and active on heroin. It was the damn, Lack of money and needing money that caused problems. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um. All right. And my what I was going to bring up was TV shows. So if y'all have any TV, sh- like I, I watch some movies here and there, but in general, I don't really give a fuck about movies. Um. But TV shows to me is where it's at. So um, Mandalorian, that's really about it. Yeah, we I have mean. Disney Plus and I really, really tried. Now, Star Wars, I think, is like the most overrated shit ever. Uh. So maybe that's my fault. But I've tried my whole life to like it. Like I went and saw episode one, two and three in theaters. I remember seeing the other ones before that. And I've always like wanted to like it. Um, But the Mandalorian, people fucking love that shit. And I just fall asleep every time I watch it. It's very slow. I feel like but maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Well, I, I just I respect the Mandalorian just because like episodes one, two and three. I, I was the same. I seen them all in theaters and like the older ones were like the iconic ones that were like, I can rewatch them like Jurassic park, you know, I can just rewatch them and it's just like, it never gets old to me, but the episodes one, two, three, they expanded more into the like opera part of it. And I just think like the Mandalorian shows respect to the older ones and the way it's tying the story together. I think the story writing's a lot better than what they've been giving us with the movies. Right. I only watched the first few episodes of the Mandalorian. So I haven't, you know, I didn't stick it out, uh, but someday I may return to it. Um, but I also remember loving Jar Jar Binks and then everyone acting like he was the worst thing ever. And me being like, what y'all don't like Jar Jar Binks and me being like, well, that's weird. That's weird that y'all don't like that. That guy. Um, I love Knots of the Old Republic. That's my favorite star Wars thing. Knots of the Old Republic and Knots of the Old Republic too. But I don't know if they'll ever, uh, do another video game that cool again with star wars yeah that's what i said dude i, th- I think the game should be the movies right because the, like, the game storylines are freaking awesome um my favorite tv show of the year so i want to bring it up at the top is on hbo max now i love hbo max it's just my show you know i like all the stuff on hbo and uh anyway the name of the show is how to with john wilson it is the weirdest uh like documentary like street interview top show. Uh, yeah, we got that on our list, I think. Okay. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. Um, they're all amazing. You have to like a certain type of humor. Now, if you were familiar with the TV show, Nathan for you on comedy central, it's from the same producers. And I think Nathan Philbin from Nathan for you is like a producer of this yeah. show, but he's never on camera. And, uh, yeah, they just go around New York asking people questions. And then like episode five, COVID happens. So then he's like, everyone disappeared. You know, like it's still even play into that. <laughs> um, but like one episode is all about scaffolding. 
And you would be like, well, that has to be boring as fuck. But just this dude's weird. He talks like Morty from Rick and Morty kind of where he's like all yeah, unsure yeah. and uneasy and shit. Like, I don't, it's just so funny. And it it's hits me humor, yeah. like it just hits me on a different level where I just fucking giggle the whole time watching it. And my wife kind of looks at me like, are you sure? Are you OK? Because you don't act like this normally. And I'm just like, ah, it's so good. I love it. So um, I just had the shit. It's only six episodes, but it was my favorite thing I watched this year. We'll say that. Uh, the second th- best thing I watched this year, and that really none of the shit's in order, but I'm going to act like it is, is Tiger King because Tiger King oh, happened yeah. during good part of quarantine back when we thought it was going to be just a couple weeks. Um, it takes place about 30, 45 minutes from where I live in this town called Winniewood. Uh, you know, I have some fraternity brothers and friends and shit that are from Winniewood. So, and, you know, very close to where I'm at. And uh, I just loved it. I mean, I watched it the whole time. Like, I can't believe this. This is awesome. And then it became this global phenomenon. When I was in college, my little cousin would come up and try to convince me to watch his fucking web show that you see him filming on it. And I was like, bro, I don't give a fuck about no old man fucking talking about goddamn tigers. I remember saying that shit. Like, but my little cousin was all into it because he loved that. Was my story, actually. Yeah. Did you ever go down there? No, I have. I have many friends that have been down there and they have pictures of them there and they went, you know, even after it came out. Um, but no, I never went to the place. I'm not a very active person, I guess, uh, <laughs> in hindsight. But yeah, I just I'll thought Tiger King was very, very good. <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, if for whatever reason, you just don't want to believe the hop, you're just wrong and you should watch it. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it took us a little bit, but we watched it. Like me and me and the wife. Yeah, you see the cover. It. It's like I don't know about this, but then you watch it, dude. It's freaking. It's awesome. See, I don't know how you watch the trailer of your of him being like, "Guess what, motherfuckers!" And like, I don't know. It's just so great. And his like fucking Joe Dirt looking ass. And then really, it it gets I think more interesting when it gets into like. Uh, you know, the Carol Baskin shit, of course, with her. Did she murder her husband? And then also that other doctor who has like the he's not a real doctor, but he has all the other cat sanctuary top place where he has all the women that right. he apparently is having sex with to work there. Like, I don't know. It's like a weird fucking cult thing going on there, but they just kind of barely touch on it. Um, I find a lot of it very fascinating. <laughs> Big fan of Tiger King. I feel like there, need, there needs to be like an update. Yeah, I heard they're coming. They're going to make a second part to it yeah well, i've heard um, cbs and, is doing their own sort of series on it like a look into it and then another cha- like two separate channels are also doing separate shit outside of netflix thing so i do think it has become more of a deal now um tiger king himself he's in jail like f- 30 minutes from where i'm at I believe. yeah i heard he tried to get a pardon through kim kardashian yeah he also just tried to write to trump you know he felt like him and trump would relate uh, you know, and whenever he ran, people ask me, have asked me how in the hell did he get so much of a vote in Oklahoma for governor when he ran? But people don't understand, like when he ran, this governor, Mary Fallon, is the worst, probably the worst governor in any state ever in Oklahoma. So like people just were like over it. Right. And so I think he got a lot of votes off. People just hated her so much. Kind of the way Trump got some votes off people hating Hillary. You know, it was a very similar, yeah. similar thing. Um all right, another show that's on Hulu that I absolutely love, and I don't think it's near enough love, so I just want to bring it up as Pen15. It's one of the weirder, uh, more hilarious shows I've watched. It's two like 30-year-old women, but they're playing like 13 and 14-year-old girls, but everyone else in the cast are 13 and 14-year-olds. So it's kind of got like, uh, what was that show on Comedy Central with Amy Sedaris back in the Strangers with Candy kind of has that vibe to it where you're like, these two people are clearly adults and everyone else is not. Um, 
but it's really, really funny. And it's like, you know, raunchy and shit. Um, I'm just a big fan. See, that was my era of Comedy Central, but I never got into that show because the woman who played it, like her, something about her face on the commercials just disgusted me so much. I could never watch it. It was like White Chicks, that movie. Like, right. I, I really never fully watched it. It just, I'm just like so taken aback and like appalled by it. I just, I don't know her face. I don't know why. It just, <laughs> right. It's Amy Sedaris. And uh, I also did not like the way she, I didn't enjoy her humor in that show very much. And the only reason I went back and watched is when I really got in the Colbert report and I realized that Colbert created that show. And I was like, well, I'm going to go back and watch it. And it was back when I used to download torrent everything. So I torrent it, rewatched, you know, I watched some. I was like, I get the humor, but I did. I never enjoyed uh, Amy Sedaris in that show. But Pin 15, I would highly recommend. Um, if you, I don't know if you watch Big Mouth, but in the newest season of Big Mouth, they have an episode where uh, the two main characters in Big Mouth date these two other girls. And those two other girls are the two girls from Pin 15. Like they just drew them the same and made them the same characters, which I thought was pretty funny. Like a. I didn't just start that show. I think I'm like four episodes. Do you, you watch uh, The Boys? Uh, yes, yes, I do watch The Boys on Amazon. Yeah, Prime. dude, that, yeah, dude I, that show is freaking awesome. I love the first so the season. Um, to me, a problem it has, I mean, I can bring on this show as well as with Umbrella Academy. It and Umbrella Academy are both superhero type shows, and they came, their first season and second season came out like really close to each other. And the first time it came out i watched the boys first season one loved it and then watched season one of umbrella academy and was like yeah it was pretty good and then this year i watched season two of umbrella academy and was like that was amazing and then watched season two of the boys was like it was all right whereas i think if i would have given them each some space i probably would have liked you know liked it better shit you're, yeah, getting, I, you're getting my wife all excited talking <laughs> about the umbrella academy She's <laughs> jumping out of her chair i, I like the boys season too uh yeah, boys boys is good. I mean, I just think the Zach Morris looking motherfucker uh is great. He kills it. I really yeah. I, I actually, the thing I don't like about the boys is I don't like the boys. You know, the people they're actually talking about that group of people that don't like the heroes. I could give a fuck less about any of their storylines. Like, I hate the fucking Australian or British guy, whatever he is. Like, just cut all them off. Um, the only interesting yeah. parts the fucking superheroes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. Um, so anyway, another show I just I watched it. this year because I got again, HBO max and I never watched Rick and Morty before, but it had all, you know, had the first three season and the fourth season came as well to HBO max. And I watched those very quickly, me and the wife, and we just fucking loved it. I, I mean, we all, we also love animated shows. Um, but we were like, man, this is so good. And they have like such good satire and such good, like political commentary built into this dumb fucking cartoon that I'm like, this is like a masterpiece. Like I was just blown away and I hate to be like that because again, I'm so late to the party that I feel like a poser about it, but I just have to say, like I watched them all and I'm like, yeah, this shows, I get why it's such a big deal. Like it totally makes sense. I still sense. haven't seen it. And, and I think it's like, it, it's the fan base that kind of, turns me off from it but i hate to do that because there's so many things where i'm just like well fuck the fan base i like it and it's what you know but it's just like i said i felt the same I, way I knew one day i'm gonna give it a chance right i felt the same way about it as i felt about little peep and all these rap you know i was like man i'm just too late you know i didn't get on it early enough so i, I can't be a fan so i felt right but i've 
I'm just like, fuck, I may watch each one of these a hundred times. Like, there's just some that are, like I said, they're just so good. They're just so good. Um, the writing's well done. And, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Community, but, you know, the same guy who created Community created this. And, um, you go back and watch Community now and you're, you can kind of see some similarities, how they'd have those episodes with like split dimensions and shit. And like, you can see like just the direct, you're like, oh my God, it's so good. Now, a lot of people are mad at Dan Harmon, the creator, because something came out. He made like this Dexter parody called, I don't remember what his name was, something that wasn't Dexter. And instead of being a murderer, he was a, a pedophile. And so now people think Dan Harmon's a pedophile because he made this skit about it. And, you know, uh, I remember that. OK, I remember whenever all that blew up like so, last year or sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people were trying to cancel him. And so it's not cool to be a fan. Maybe that's what gave me the permission to go ahead and watch it. Where I'm like, now that he's canceled, I'll go ahead and watch this. <laughs> but uh, I fucking love it. I just can't. I just wanted to bring it up because this is the year I finally got around to it. And I feel, again, like an idiot that I never watched it before. Um, another HBO show that was pretty good this year called Lovecraft Country. Um, if anyone's into some weird sci-fi historical shit, you know, it's kind of I think it's cool because in our our era we're in now, you don't I think it's important to see like a black quote unquote black show. And so it's like you got a whole black cast set in like uh, the 1950s, but there's like magic and sci-fi and all kinds of crazy ass shit going on. It's just a fucking wild ass lost top shit. Um, and I really liked it a lot. You know, it was definitely something this year that. Uh, again, not a whole lot of awesome TV shows, but one that, you know, came on every week and I was like, oh, fuck, got to watch this shit. Yeah, because whenever you said that, like the best TV shows, because we don't watch a lot of TV shows as it is or movies, because it's hard for us to fucking agree on anything. So we end up just watching the same shit we've agreed on just to end it. But like the. I've seen I've seen this one and I've seen. uh uh, well, it was a pen 15. I've seen that a lot, like pop up a lot on my feed. Right. But this one did look interesting. The Lovecraft country. Right. To me, it's one you have to like really pay attention to. So I think you have to be in the right mood. You know, some shows you can just put on in the background, but this one, it's like, it does better if you're like, are paying attention, you know, cause little shit. Looks might come to me back like, the show, like, like kind of looks like the show lost. Right. From what I'm seeing on it. I don't know. Right. I just pulled it up on the, yeah, and uh, I think the main actor, he's. I just feel like he's going to be really good at some time as well. All right, another show I had for the year that my wife made me watch. You know, it's not one I would have watched originally, but it's one that ever since we watched it, I've been like really fucking. I've always. I keep thinking about it. It's called The Great, and it's on Hulu, and it's about Catherine the Great, who was uh, like I don't know an English woman who had to marry uh, the King of Russia and like the early like sometime in the 1800s and it's got Nicholas Holt as the, the dude she marries in Russia, but it's really fucking funny and satirical and like kind of dark and twisted. But again, like it puts humor above all else and just plays up how dumb the Royals are. And uh, it's super fucking good. Super good. See, my wife tried to get me to watch it, but like because of the era and what it looked like, I just, uh, you know, I, I judge the book by the cover automatically oh, no. with her. You would like it. I'm going to tell you, like, it's pretty funny. Uh, there'll be moments where, uh, you know, like the Nicholas Hole character, they'll, they'll give him some idea and he'll be like, no, just, uh, you know, we'll have 10,000 men die for it. That's why we have men. You know, like he's just like an idiot. Like he's just like a, a doofus, but he's also in charge of everything. So they all have to tell him yes. And that leads to a lot of really funny shit. And then his wife um, is like trying to kill him and shit, you know, so she can take over. Um, it's like a spa versus spa scenario. 
Um, and then a show I was going to bring up that everyone else in the world loved, and I liked it well enough, is Dave, uh, the little Dicky show. I mean, it came out, and I was really excited for it. And maybe that's why I didn't love it as much as everyone else, because I was so excited for it. Um, but it came out, and I just saw people on Twitter just fucking loving it. You know, they love fucking Dave. Um, it's like a more or less a telling of little Dicky's story. I knew what was going to happen at the end of the season because I'm familiar with his music and he's only made one serious song ever. And then that's what right. happened at the end of the fucking season. So yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. I thought that was going to happen. Um, but it, it is very good. I just, I, it was hard for me also not to compare it to Atlanta. I understand they're different shows, but I just think Atlanta is so much better and they both come on FX and they're both kind of about rap artist culture i don't know but i get their different shows uh but i just want to shout out dave because it was good and i really like little dicky um but i still think his video music video pillow talking is the height of his like that's the pinnacle of everything he's ever done i just think that music video yeah. and song is so good that i was really wanting some more of that humor and dave is a little more uh jock humor if you will yeah, the trailers weren't really like enough to pull me in. It's been on it's been on our list for a while, but especially with newer shows in the first season, I'm always like kind of iffy because it's like, well, if I get into it and it gets canceled in a season or two, then it's like, who fucking cares? Or if it takes three years for the next one, I'm gonna forget. I have to rewatch it. So it ends up being if if it's brand new, I'll generally in most cases give it a couple seasons and then just binge watch them all at one time. So that, I know that'll be one that I end up doing down the road. Right. And Assuming I, I believe it did get pulled up, uh, picked up for multiple seasons. Uh, you know, it was a big hit for FX when it came out, but also came like right yeah. when the quarantine started, you know, it was one of those as well. Um, and then a show, I don't know if it came out this year, but it might've, which is Barry. And I just thought of it because Coop, you know, has a cool song, Barry and uh, the TV show, yeah. Barry on HBO is just so fucking good. I think everyone should watch it. Yeah, dude. I what uh, new season that came out? Uh, there are two seasons. I don't know if the second season came out this year or last year, to be honest. But uh, I'm okay. I'm very ready for the next season. Yeah, dude. That's I love Bill awesome. Hader, so I need to watch it. Yeah, well, Bill Hader's from Oklahoma, so it makes me want to like him more off of that, you know. So I give him more of a chance, and I love him on Saturday Night Live. And I really think Barry is made for him because he is kind of like a normal guy, and he can he plays a military guy in this, and it's totally believable, you know, because he doesn't. I don't think many comedians could play a, a realistic military dude, so I think that's cool. Um, and it's just so like I really enjoy dark humor, you know. Like I find myself I'll crack the fuck up at the most dark shit, right? Which is weird because I don't dress like I would be one of those top people, but man, I'll just I just got a dark sense of humor. And Barry is definitely so dark um that it just really scratches that itch for me. I just really enjoy it. Yeah, dude. I think my fa the favorite thing that Bill Hader's ever done is the uh intro to Pineapple Express. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I I fucking love it. I watch Pineapple <laughs> Express way more than I probably should. Uh, it, it's just so good. And yeah, that intro is, I mean, forever super troopers was the best intro, but I do think pineapple express beat it, you know, um, just yeah, sometimes I just watch the intro just to watch it. I'll pull it up just to like, oh, I got to hear I got to see this shit. Again. Right. Well, and I'm also, maybe everyone is, but I feel like I'm good at them. You know, so you like doing that stuff with him. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. To do. <laughs> so fun. And the whole, <laughs> I can say again.
<laughs> and then I just, it's just a funny story that that's why weed's illegal <laughs> because one guy pissed off a superior. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Illegal. So we've talked forever, but I do want to talk about video games because we all like video games here. Um, so I did actually look at my trophy list so I could actually remember which games I played this year versus which were before this year. Um, so are any are there any video games y'all just fucking love this year? <coughs> Shit, this year I've been going back in my uh, backlog a bit lately. Um, well, I really like both Assassin's Creed's. The uh, Odyssey and Origins. I forget which one's the the Odyssey's the newer one. Yeah, yeah. Origins, Origins was the Egyptian one, and Odyssey's like the Spartan okay. one. I confuse them all the time because I played them back to back. They both begin with O. They're one word. It's like, come on, give me right. a, something. Okay, I and played like, Odyssey and I loved it. Yeah, that one was much better. Uh, I want to get Valhalla, but I it's wouldn't. just I just got done with them too, so it's like fuck. I, I would wait till it's cheaper. Like I said, I loved Odyssey, but I got Valhalla for the PS5. And uh, I don't know. It started off promising, I guess. But I'm like halfway, not even halfway through it. And I just have like no desire. Like the story's okay. And the voice acting's not that good. And just, I guess I've just played so much shit since I played Odyssey that is so good that it just makes it look a little worse in comparison. And really the... In Odyssey, I was like, oh, this is refreshing, the combat. But for some reason here, it's probably similar. But I'm like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as good. You know, it doesn't feel satisfying when you kill shit. It's real easy to get burned out on Assassin's Creed, too, because it's like escort mission here. Uh, It's a lot of the same missions. And I'll tend to do all the side missions like, oh, I'll I'll start out like I'm going to get everything. I'll do everything this time. I know I will. So I go out of my way. And then I'm like halfway through and I'm like, fuck. Right. This is so much. And they just keep adding more. Exactly. And fucking. What happened to me was I go every time I get to an area, I'm like, well, I'll do all the little check, you know, check marks or whatever. Yeah. Like, get all the shit in this area. And then by the time you do that, I'm like, I don't even want to do the story shit anymore. Like, I don't know. It's to the point I know I'm doing this to myself because I know the nature of like open world games. But like, there's like this part of me that just, I, I, it's, like, it's there. I have to do it now. It, right. I, I well, to me, my thought process is always like, well, what if I get like a cool sword for doing that? And I'm going to feel right. like an idiot that I didn't get the cool sword earlier. And then I got the cool sword later. If I wait, like that would be stupid. Like, and that's always my thought of like, uh, I spent way too long on this damn game getting 30 of these fucking tears, like gold tears, whatever you're in some fucking dream world of Valhalla or, or some shit. And, uh, I did it all, spent like a whole day, and then it just gave me this shitty ass shield. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I should have looked up what I was even going to get. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, man, I was so pissed. But um, anyway, so that's my Assassin's Creed thought. Um, my The game I had first on my list from earlier this year is Final Fantasy VII. I would say it's probably my favorite game of the year. But it's also with hind. the longer I go without playing it, the more the less I want that to be true, or the more, I don't know if, if I worded that right. Because uh, I didn't beat it on hard, and it's a weird game. People don't know this. Uh, you have to beat it on normal, and then I noticed I didn't get this trophy for getting all the side quests. And there's another trophy for beating it on hard. So it's like, well, I'll do it again. There's more side quests on the hard mode that aren't don't exist on the other way. So you have to beat it on hard to experience it all. But it's like really fucking hard on hard mode. Like it took me like over an hour, I think, to beat the first boss when I played it on the hard mode. And I was like, holy fuck! Like I don't know if I can do this. And uh, 
you know, you know, all these Japanese games are just like sponges, like a lot of sponge enemies. It's like, well, just fucking hit them for the next hour. And right. Like, God damn. Like, I just don't know if I can do that. Like, as a kid, I could do it and all these RPGs, but I don't know if that's my shit these days of like, right, yeah, I'm just thinking about all the other things I could be doing besides <laughs> just like hitting this thing a thousand times. Right. Um, <laughs> it really stuck out to me in destiny when destiny first came out and I kind of got into it and I was like, fuck, how many bullets does it take? Like shit. Right. And then it just, ever since then, I just can't not think about like, I feel like we could do something else to make these games longer instead of just fucking a thousand hit points. Um, any other games? I know y'all are playing Days Gone. I just started it, and so far I love it. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, uh, I I don't know how far I am exactly. I keep hearing like you'll know you're halfway because something fucking major happens, and it's just like changes the game. So I don't think I'm halfway yet, but I have to be getting there. I've, I've been putting some time into it, and either way, it's been good along the fucking way. You know. Um, well, the graphics look so much better than Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my PS5 that it's like, fuck, you know, it makes me like Assassin's Creed Valhalla less because Days Gone just looks so good on the next gen. Uh, you know, they say they all get like a little boost or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, this this game's pretty fucking sweet. And I love how when I get overwhelmed with like too many freakers or zombies or whatever, like you just can't really do much. Like you're kind of fucked. Like you got to just run away. Like, I enjoy yeah. that. I like the way you can't just fight your way out of anything. Yeah, sometimes you are just fucked. And, like, dude, I mean, I did have a couple moments in the game where uh, the autosave had uh, spawned me in some fucked up spots. <laughs> but it's nothing like I knew that going into it because it had autosave. So I was prepared for it. But then I've seen other people bitching online that, like, they've got stuck, had to restart the game. But I just always have two saves. And, uh, so that it wasn't really a problem, but it could have been like, I got like pretty scared a couple of times. Like, Oh fuck. Like how far back is this last save going to take me now? Cause if it takes me back, you know, from yesterday or something, I'm not, I don't know what, if I can do this. Right. Like, been there, been there for sure. Um, now a game similar to it, uh, is the last of us two, which I played this year. I don't know if you've played that one or not. I'm guessing you haven't. I haven't yet. Nah. Um, you know, I won't get anything too much on the story. It just, uh, the gr- graphically, it is so good that it will kind of ruin other games for you when you play them around there because it's just that good. Like it's, it's fucking photorealistic, everything. Like the well, lighting, the lighting, so good that you're just like, holy fuck. Um, now the story, I do think is very good. Uh, I I don't like playing as Ellie, who's the main character. You know, in the first game, you play as Joel, and he's a lot stronger. And I'm not good at stealth. And Ellie, you kind of got to be stealthier. But then, like halfway through the game, they let you play as another character. And a lot of people hated that. Like that's the biggest complaint online. But I love. Right, and I loved whenever you switched. I was like, finally, someone with some fucking muscles. You know, let's get through this fucking game. Because so, like, I don't know. I had kind of like a different take on it. Um, but I never felt like it was super fun. I think it's good to play. I think it's a great story. I think it's graphically amazing, but not much. There wasn't too many times I would say I was having fun playing it. Right. So it's kind of a weird, weird scenario for me. I, I almost feel obligated to play it because the first one was so good. Exactly. It's like an interactive movie. Yeah. It's, it's right. like now I'm obligated to. I know I'm going to down the line here. It's already dropped in price like massively. So I really have no excuse not to other than just yeah. my backlog's fucking huge. Right. I agree. I 
like I've been looking at some holiday sales, but whenever you get the PS5, they give you this uh the PlayStation Plus back like collection of the like some of the best PS4 games. And uh, right. that's how I got Days Gone. So I'm gonna play Days Gone, and then I really want to give Final Fantasy 15 a shot because I used to love those fucking games. And I just I tried Final Fantasy 15 for like an hour one day and was like, I just can't do it. Um, but I, I want to give that one a shot. Um, you know, there's a few others in my backlog that I'm like, I don't need to buy any games. I could not buy any games. But then I keep looking at this fucking Coaster Planet game. Looks like fucking Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I'm like, Oh my god, this might be the fucking one. I could lose a whole weekend of this shit. That's what keeps happening to me. I get I stop looking at sales that keep popping up because I'm just like tempting myself, and I know one of these days I'm just gonna like pull the trigger. And you know, it's like I want to, but I don't. And there's too many games, and just who knows what I'm gonna be in the mood for by the time I'm done with Days Gone? Because I want to play Last of Us too, but maybe by then I'm just like, you know what? I've had enough fucking zombies for now. Right. Like, yeah. I would also recommend uh, the game I played after. Uh, Last of Us 2 is Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, a lot of people love it, love it. I think it looks very good. I think the gameplay is pretty fun. I I personally didn't think the story was great. Um, I didn't think, like, the... I mean, I'm sure, again, I played The Last of Us right before this, but, like, in comparison, just, like, the facial animations, the story, the voice acting, all that, it's like, oh, this is kind of shitty. But it is, like, a fun go-stab-people sort of game, you know? But it, I didn't play much of it. I played a few minutes of it, so it was more like a segment in the level. So it seemed like more action. Uh, it seemed like Assassin's Creed, but like you were able to do more. Right. I guess is what honestly, like, and I do think that's what ruined Assassin's Creed for me. It is a better done Assassin's Creed in Japan. Like it's a little right. more polished and all that looks a little better. Um, but by the time I was done with it, I was so ready for it to be over, you know, and that's never a good sign either. Um, and some of the story things like and I get I don't quite get samurai culture and shit, but it's like he saves his whole village and his uncle's pissed that he would do that instead of just die for honor. And then you're supposed to like agree with his uncle. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking like? I just some of the story shit was kind of weird, but I get you shouldn't maybe judge the game based on that. But um it just got it got towards the end. I was like, fuck, I'm so ready for this game to be deleted off my console. <laughs> yeah, that's a you know, that's always a good sign for a game. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like I'm just playing it just so I can say I'm fucking done with it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it never ends. I mean, that's right now where I'm at on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, do I keep playing it so I can beat it and just say, Well, at least I beat I it, quit. or do I just stop? I had to. I had to quit. I was fucking burnt out. I haven't quit a game in years like that I can remember. And that one, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I've I've played this for over a hundred hours. I don't even think I'm halfway through this fucking thing, and it's just not even fun anymore. It's like fucking work, and I, and it's it once it gets to that point, I think I got my money's worth, and I can just move on. You know, the story wasn't even. I don't even know what was going on at that point. Like something about his mother. I don't. I don't even fucking met. Right. Like I was so lost. Uh, and then something that recently I know y'all you have a little experience with. I got addicted to No Man's Sky. So when I got my PS5, uh, No Man's Sky was one of the few games that if you had the PS4 version, you got a free version, free copy of the PS5 version. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm going to go ahead and download it. We'll ch- chop in here. And it, it had, you know, a new trophy list. And I was super excited. Now, since here, and this is what I've learned. It had a trophy list before, or I'm sorry, if you had the platinum, yeah, if you had a platinum on the PS4 and you would have, and I just would have downloaded my previous save file from the PS4, I would have auto got the platinum. I didn't know that. 
But what happened when the PS5 first launched the first week, it had this bug that if it would download the PS4 version of games and then play that one instead of the PS5 version by default. And so when I first launched No Man's Sky and started a new game, it wiped that PS4 cloud save. So I couldn't do that after that point. But I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get the platinum, you know. And so uh, I finally got the PS5 going. The graphics are just so much better than what they were when I platinum the game you know, six years ago or whenever the fuck it came out. I don't really remember this time. I guess it was like four years ago. Five it feels years. like it. Uh, Shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much base building and stuff. And I don't really care about Minecraft. I never got into it, but I always feel like I could. And I feel like this game has just enough, a little Minecraft in it that I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. You know, it's inventory management, more or less the game. And, uh, you know, I, I got through it. I, I would have platinum the PS5 version in 21 hours or something like that, which I think is pretty fucking good. But um, it didn't count my trophy for learning all the alien words. So I had to go back and start another playthrough to learn the 150 alien words. And then I popped that one and got the platinum and deleted that shit because I was addicted. Like I was playing that shit every night. And I was like, well, I'll just get on here real quick because you can get this living ship that's like a like an alien, but it's a spaceship. And so you had to do all this multiplayer shit every day for however many days in a row. And I don't ever do that shit, but I was like fucking invested. And then I just told the wife, I was like, I got to quit playing this game. I like it too much. I know that's a weird thing, but like I'm not even making beats and shit like because I just keep fucking playing this goddamn game. So. That was when I had to get the platinum for myself. So I would, because once I get a platinum in a game, I lose like all interest in playing it. I'm like, all right, I'm See, done. I'm not big on like going out of my way for platinums, but I came pretty close on uh, No Man's Sky. I was the I was one away. So I'm like, you know what? I'll get it. And it glitched on me. Like I know that I got the trophy. It popped up that I got the trophy, but it just never popped up it was for hazardous planets like you spend so much time right. on a hazardous planet whatever it is yeah and it popped up so and you, you got the achievement in the game but it didn't pop the trophy because that's what happened to me too yeah so then now i just i don't know if i haven't because i deleted that save ever since ever, the uh updates and everything because my last update got uh all fucked up from their new update like my last save got corrupted from the new one so i'm like i'm just gonna delete that start fresh and then I didn't get make it very far. And then by the time I got to it again, they had already did like two, three more updates I was reading about. So I'm like, fuck, now I'm way behind. I think I started like wiring my base and I'm like, fuck, like I'm only the, I, I, there's so much I got to do still just to get to where the game is actually like the game because I played so much with like I pre-ordered it and I felt like it was like you, like I, I didn't put it, I was playing it back when it was like that, the shitty version of the game, but it wasn't really shitty to me because I didn't expect what everybody else was expecting, I think. Right. Same. Like the, the sandworms and all this. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like a show, like exaggeratory uh, trailer to me. I never assumed it, all that was there. So but I landed on a planet recently that had sandworms, and it was pretty fucking dope that they put that shit in, though. It yeah, was I saw that they did actually finally add that, and and they've been just been adding things nonstop and more than redeem themselves. Yeah. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's probably like Redstone now. Now I've, I've said this a long time ago and I'll say it again. I really wish they could somehow just let loose a team of some people to just make quests on planets, like freeze the planets and now have people go put quest lines and shit. Cause I do think they're like the quests that pop up and like, go do this. It's all bull. Like it's all shitty. It's just all fetch yeah. quests and shit. Um, 
but it's like that so much is there that's really awesome you know i would love to see what a no man's sky 2 looks like i don't know if they would ever do that you know but if they could like take it even further because like right now it's so cool like the oceans are all so fully realized and like every planet has a cave system and it's just fucking biz- it's wild what well, the game does have- you can share racetracks now, right? I saw. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can build them. So that's, a, that's the start of that, then maybe. You know, maybe they're starting to head in that direction. I don't know. I, I don't know what the last update had. Right. I mean, um, it, it was it was pretty nuts. But if anyone hasn't tried it, like my cousin Rusty hit me up the other day, said he, uh, I think he got the new P- PlayStation and the new Xbox, and he said it's free on Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, I think it's worth it. But he's not at all. Um, like a creative gamer to my knowledge and like when we were growing up he was definitely like you know he liked like final fantasy rpgs where i was more of like i want to create my own character he never seemed to care about that right. so like it's definitely a perfect for a free game because you know, like your playstation or xbox like either one because i mean it it's a it's a game that not a lot of people are going to want to like sink money into to try and they might try it and like it and not even be into space because i'm not like the most like into sci-fi or anything but the idea of that game just always like stuck to me and I don't know why, but you know, other people might feel the same and not want to sink the money into it. Then they play it really like it or vice versa. And they're like, well, I'm glad I didn't, you know, right. it's just like, it's a good like niche game to, to try. That's, that's what like free games should be to me. Like <clears throat> Friday the 13th was, that wasn't for everybody, but I I loved it for what it was. And then, that fell apart too. Well, so to me for no man's sky, I just can't get over the, like you get in your spaceship you take off, you fly straight up, and then you're in outer space, and then you see another planet, and you fly to it, and then you land on it, and then you get off your ship, and it's fully realized as well, and you're like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Like, I know it's simple, but it, like, that's what sold me, and uh, every time I think it's super cool. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, yeah. That's definitely. My, that sounds like my kind of game. Um, now yeah, I've been talking about it for a while now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> my my two games I want to shout out because uh, these are games that I don't like get into, but I play them way too often. Um, I play NBA 2K every year. You know, it's just my shit. This year I got the current gen and the next gen version. The next gen finally changes up some gameplay, so that's awesome. But there is something about it, like they just add too much MMO shit to it, right? Where I'm kind of getting out of it. Like maybe it's one of those things, like a Destiny or a uh, you know, like Rainbow Siege, something like you. That is your life. You play that one game. Whereas, and I just play too many games to like be into a game that wants you to do shit every day. You know, like I just, yeah. I'm not really into that shit. Um, so anyway, I still love it, but I haven't. I didn't love this year like I normally do. So maybe next year will be the year I take a break, but probably not. I say that every year, you know, and I never mm-hmm. do. And um, so I got you that. And then Dead Cells is probably my go-to just fucking around game you know when it's late at night or i have like 30 minutes to kill i just put on dead cells uh i highly recommend it it looks like a super nintendo game it's kind of hard but like in a good challenging fun way and uh binding of isaac was my go-to fuck around hard game but then dead cells replaced it and uh just really really like dead cells so if you haven't tried it i think uh, you should definitely try it and it's pretty cheap you can find it for like 10 bucks on sale and shit yeah i've been seeing it on sale a lot actually um, it is very, very good. That's what Guacamelee was for me. That used to be my like go to, just pick it up and play a game. That's kind exactly. of what I need now because I feel like if I'm if I'm gonna play Days Gone, I want to set aside like at least an hour or two, or I'm not really gonna be doing anything except getting gas. Like, 
So, you know, it's, it's, that's how games are starting to be. And, the, and like you said, with the daily thing, that's what's kind of turning me off from games is like, they're asking too much of me now. Like every game I need to pop in. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, man. Like I, I honestly been just strapped on with music. I haven't really had much time for games. Cause like now dude, the games anymore, they, you, you need a month to, to play them and beat them and do everything that they want you to do on them. And I like lately, that's all I've been pretty much doing with the lockdown and everything is just working on music. You know, we just been uh, pretty much everything that I do. I'm just like, well, fuck, I could be doing music right now, but I'm yeah. doing this instead. Oh, Damn I, it. I agree. Like, I, I know I say this too often, but I never even know how I get this podcast made. You know, I'm like, how do I even find time to do all this shit? And then when I also make music, uh, you know, I feel good about the beats that I make. Uh, I somehow pull it off, but I never have enough time for me to write verses. But I think that's just my excuse because I know it's hard, you know, or hard for me, not hard for everyone. And so I, I just really got to start making time for that. Yeah, dude. That's my New we, Year's um, resolution, I guess. <laughs> freaking, uh, would you be interested in like doing a feature or something with uh, one of the beats you gave us? Yeah, for sure. With man. this new album coming out, you know? I mean, if I could do one for Can't Stop with the homie Forgotten One, I guess I could do one to any beat because I would never thought I would do one of that beat. Heck yeah, man. Because I'm, I'm that we're, we're always down to do features. It's always fun doing features and getting ideas of other people. And it, it's all I, I love having uh, things to work around too. Like, you know, so if you ever come up, you know, just would spur the moment with a verse or something to one of the beats you sent us, dude, definitely send it this way, man. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I know. I know the, um, the one song you sent us for internet friends three, um, the nostalgia song that was, I'm, you're, you're definitely going to be on that one. Right. Cause that, yeah, I that's going to be some good shit. I think I'm, I like that one. <laughs> It's going to be probably a little serious, which is fine, uh, but it'll just probably require me to like try a little bit on the writing because it is such a themed song, which is cool. You know, I'm not trying. I feel like I'm saying that in a negative way, um, but it is harder, you know, like you kind of have to try harder. I mean, you know what you're saying, because you're rewriting some parts of it at the moment or were. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've definitely had to like rethink some shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? Huh. Jump the gun on this. <laughs> like very much kind of going for like a. A nineties remembrance. Yeah, twenty twenty is just not <laughs> the best year for any sort of positiveness to come <laughs> out of you like and come into the music. Right. Well, right now I have uh like five songs kind of done for Internet Friends three. I have six songs that are waiting on me to do a verse for them, and then probably like six of them out to people. And uh you know, waiting on stuff to come back. And a lot of people, I thought people were gonna do like more fun stuff, but some like half of them are like kind of serious sounding, you know? And I'm like, God damn it. And it's fine. It's just, that's a different sort of writing session than the like, let's have fun. Lighthearted as the past internet friends. Right. Right. Exactly. So we could do it, but it's just like, Oh, I thought we were just do like a bunch of fucking pot songs. Like what? what (laughs) Um, supposed to be a positive, uh, you know your positive release around all the all the sad songs. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here. 
So anyway, be on the lookout for that sometime in 2021. I'm not sure exactly when Internet Friends 3 will be out, but I'm going to try my best to to mix it. I have something coming out January 22nd, the Smoke Break Deluxe EP. Uh, I remixed some some songs and I really try to turn my vocals up because I feel like something I struggle with is my I like my vocals to kind of be in the beat, but apparently people hate that. So uh, we're going to see if my mixing has gotten better. But if not, you know, you just got to follow your heart on the mixing. That's how I feel. Yeah. And your ears, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> shit. The, like, yeah, I'm really working on, like, my vocal, our vocal levels at the moment as well. Because it's, like, either too mixed into the beat or too over the beat. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of WAV files anyway. So, yeah, dude, we're definitely stepping it up. Freaking Brad. You know, he just got a new computer too. So things are going to be running smoother recording wise. And, uh, you know, we got a new mic stand. We're going to be setting up a new mic. I'm going to be getting us a new mic. And we're just trying to like step up the game too a little bit with the next album coming out and just trying to add a little more and a little more each time because, you know, just money's tight and you put in a little bit here and there. And that's, you know, yeah, so I completely agree. I got this little uh, isolation shield. It's like thirty three dollars on Amazon. Super cheap. If you're curious, if y'all need one of those for your mic, um, you know, I was going to give them those Kaidica balls. We talked about them on this podcast quite a bit, uh, but they're like two hundred dollars. It's like, fuck, it's just a foam ball, you know, so uh, I found this little cheap shield and I was like, well, I'll try it. I feel like it helps, but I, I'm no expert. You know, maybe it's all placebo, but either way, whatever makes you feel better. Yeah, I mean, I, I record for this whole most of this time. It's been right next to pretty much an open window, so and and you really can't tell. So I mean, I'm sure it'd be a lot cleaner otherwise. Maybe I I don't know, but I I don't know. I don't hear it. Right. I mean, people will swear up and down about a lot of shit, but it, you just have to have a good solid vocal take into the microphone. You know, as long as your vocal is strong, you're, you're normally pretty good. And I struggle with that myself sometimes of getting a good solid take or, or having the patience to stick with it. Um, yeah. Being in the zone long enough. Right. So, I mean, that's part of the struggle while you're getting punctuation out and like, then it's like, I'm trying to get the delivery down, but like, ah, oh shit, that one's just a little, even if it's like a millisecond off, I'm fuck, I'm redoing it all. What happens to me a lot is I'll notice that I'm saying words that aren't written down and then I'll be like, oh, well, I'll just remember that I'm saying different words. Right. And I do for like yeah. four, for yeah. like four or five takes in a row. And then the one that yeah, I'm like, I'm get, and you're like, I'm getting <laughs> this one. This is it. And then you start reading it verbatim. You're like, wait a minute. That's not what I've been saying the last four or five takes. Like, I don't know. I just. I, too much shit happened. You know, a lot, a lot of creating is going on during the take process. And then I can't even match up takes to layer because I'm like, oh, I, my first and eighth take aren't even the same words. Like I fucking changed so much shit. That's one of the, the things I'm trying to change in my workflow is just not be so chaotic. Like I've had like my whole entire desktop of my laptop just filled with product projects and I'm just overwhelmed. Like, fuck, where do I even begin? Like, so a lot, some stuff's just sitting on the old laptop. Like I've, I'm, I might just leave it there and just be like, fuck it, clean slate, you know, like I'll go back to it down the road or, but I I don't know. I think clean slate's going to be the way to go right now and just start everything fresh. And 
Right. I so I really don't feel so overwhelmed, you know. I have a ridiculous folder structure uh on my computer of like after a beat is made, it makes it to one of my multiple folders and then it moves on to the next state. Like it's like a factory system on my computer of folders. Yeah. And I don't really know how I keep track of it. And sometimes, yes, I'll be like, I haven't opened that folder in a long time. What's in there? And I open it, I'm like, Hey, here's all these beats I forgot I had, you know? So like that happens. Um, but it's fun. It's also, uh, you know, no one else could decipher it. Tough film. It's also how we've put together albums too, because we've had like, you know, 10 tracks or something sitting there and it's just like, well, these all seem to fit cohesively somehow so yeah, that's that's same thing with me too with lyrics you know you'll jump back into a file and just be like oh wait a minute i forgot i wrote this there's actually a couple good bars in there i'm going to use them the next thing you know you're putting two other bars with it and then you have half a burst down and then just going from there yeah that happened to me uh last week for internet friends three someone sent me their song back and i i was just going through my verses i had on my phone and i had this half verse and it fit really well and i've I knew the ver. I couldn't place where I was like, I know I was going to spit this or spit this on something, you know? So I may end up having half a verse. I've already spit somewhere, but I couldn't find it out of my song. So I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to respit it. Fuck it. You know, I don't, I don't know where exactly this came from, but it works. So <laughs> it happens. But all right, guys, I feel like uh, I've talked to y'all forever. I appreciate you being on the end of the year thing. Y'all got any uh, new year's resolutions or, uh, you know, any words of wisdom, anything like that to, to send us off here. Uh, just, um, we're just, uh, Merry Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> my, mom. well, my, my, that's the, my, my New Year's resolution is technically to exercise. I don't know if I'll follow through because I never followed through with anything I've ever set as far as resolutions. Cause it's just kind of like, I forget what they even were, but my wife will fucking remind me like she just did. So I'm. I'll probably exercise a little bit in January and February and then slowly taper off in March and Yeah, and check out <laughs> Brad's Direction Coop, you know, on all streaming services. We definitely got some good stuff coming soon. Two new projects coming out. Well, one we've already announced the before, I think, on the last one, the Road to Nowhere album, because that that's been going throughout the past year of just songs that we've been making on side of everything else. And then uh we're going to have yours as the companion, but we'll figure out all that as, as we go, I guess, into the new year here. Right. Um, I will say for my new year's resolution, I think that I can accomplish is drinking, uh, water. Like I'm going to try to stop drinking stuff that isn't water and replace it with stuff that is water. So that's going to be my goal, but I don't ever drink water. So this will be a big change for me. And, um, in February, I'm about to have my first class. Uh, <laughs> in February, I'm going to attempt to do some sort of tea break. Uh, if people knew the amount of money that I spent on, uh, marijuana products at a dispensary, they'd be like, holy fuck, that's crazy. I know. And if I could take a month off, that would drop my tolerance so much. Last time I tried a tea break, this was like six years ago. I only did it for three weeks and that was about as far as I can make it. And it was crazy. It went from like, me needing bowls and bowls and bowls to be being able to take a hit and being like, Hey, I feel it. That's cool. So, um, you know, I feel like it would be beneficial. I chose the shortest month and also my birthday's in January. So I feel like that was a shitty month to do it. So anyway, just let all the podcast listeners know if anyone wants to join me in February for the tea break, it's probably going to be impossible. I don't think I'll be able to pull it off, but at the moment I'm trying to hop myself up for it. I've I've been talking about it, but I don't have a date set or anything. It's 
it's hard to do, man. Because yeah, especially when just, I can just go it, buy it at a store. <laughs> right. And you're right about the money because I don't even, I hate looking at the receipts anymore. Like, I just, I, I can't do it. Like, uh, if I ever just stop and think about how much per month, I'm like almost sick to my stomach about it. It's the same with <laughs> cigarettes. Like, how much money just literally goes up in smoke? Well, it's insane. I quit smoking cigarettes, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, I'm fairly proud about it. I can't believe it. You know, I still, I know, congrats. You're I still want it. Yeah, I still want one. You know, I had a dream the other night. I went and bought a pack of cigarettes and it was so realistic. I woke up and thought I had, like, I looked for them. And I was like, what oh, the man. fuck? That was crazy. Um, so, I mean, it's still, there are times, but it's very rare. Uh, That's but, that dope shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> uh, all the, like, money I spent on cigarettes, I can't even imagine me still smoking cigarettes. Like, that money doesn't exist anymore. You know, I could go to, yeah, my pod habit and other shit. So, um, you would you you will reuse that money other places, you know. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I think cigarettes are up to, like, $7, $8 a pack here or something like that, maybe more. Um, they started going yeah, up since I, I quit. So, yeah, I, every morning I laid, I get two packs of cigarettes and a big can of Monster. It's like twenty three, twenty four bucks. Yeah, I bought six packs of cigarettes the other day. It was forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I know it comes with a lot of uh, warnings. You know, I took Shantix, and uh, they say it can make you suicidal. I was kind of a suicidal person before. A lot of the doctor told him I wasn't, so they gave me Shantix. And it worked wonders for me. Um, they, my doctor was cool as fuck. They're like, hey, don't even worry about quitting. Just fucking take these and smoke for now. And eventually you'll quit. Like they were going to give me like multiple months worth, you know, so I didn't have to really be in a rush. And uh, after a month of doing it, I noticed I'd barely quit cut back at all. And so I just told my wife, like, I'm going to try to quit tomorrow. And then I just did. And I tried the whole I'm just going to quit tomorrow, like dozens of times in my life you know but it never worked i'd make it like two hours and i'd be like fuck that uh <laughs> but like after having the shantix for a month it basically blocks the receptors in your brain uh from that you're getting nicotine so all that month that i was smoking my brain didn't know i was smoking or whatever so like whenever i decided to quit i just didn't have that like sort of pull back or whatever but anyway it worked really well for me so i just have to always recommend that to anyone because i never would have thought i would have quit smoking and uh yeah i don't smoke so think about it uh, it's like I, I always consider like all right what, what am i gonna do and this might be my uh addiction giving me excuses but like what am i gonna do whenever i'm driving whenever i'm doing anything it's like i always have a cigarette or weed you know so if i take a tea break and quit smoking it's like oh shit you know it's just oh yeah you should definitely do those one at a time uh i wouldn't want to quit on both at the same time myself uh i mean i i understand but now I don't think about like, oh, I need a cigarette this moment. Um, I just get on my phone and watch YouTube. You know, like I replace it with some other fucking habit that just isn't going to make me cough my ass off. And um, but I mean, smoking weed for sure. There's time. I mean, like I always know the first week is a, a struggle because everything's boring. You know, I probably won't make any beats. I probably won't want to watch any shows, play any video games. Everything will just be boring. But after like week two, you'll I'll probably be normal, and then whenever I start again, I'll be like, "Oh, this is the greatest part of my life." It's weird that it's like that, but it is. It's not like an addiction, but it's like I'm definitely mentally addicted, right? But like, I'm not. I won't get sick. I'm not like it's a bit. You know, it's just it doesn't work that way. But it, it's like I don't know. I just really like weed. I like waking up, having a wake and bake, and fucking. You know, it's like. Dude, without weed and coffee, I don't know what the fuck to do in the morning. Right. Weed, coffee, and cigarettes is like my morning. So it's like the thought of not doing that 
it's like, yeah, I'd have to fill it with something. Right. Well, like I and used then, to think when I was at my job for cigarettes, you know, me and this other guy, we both smoke. And, uh, you know, it was like every hour we go out and have a cigarette or whatever. And then I kept thinking like, oh, if I smoke cigarettes, I won't be able to do that. But I don't even think about it. Like he goes out and smokes his cigarettes and he comes back and he smells like fucking nasty ass cigarettes. And then uh, I'm just sitting there like, yeah, man, I just sat here and fucked around on my phone and watched a YouTube video. Like, I don't know. I just don't think about the like I missed that on that smoke break. You know, but I thought when I was smoking, you know, that was an excuse I would hold on to was like, no, if I quit, I don't get those smoke breaks at work. And it's like, oh, I didn't I don't know. They didn't fucking matter. So. Anyway, you will make excuses because you're addicted. But uh, anyway, you yeah. should think about it because it will save you some money in the long run. And we could all save some money. But all right, guys, we're talking forever. It's going to take forever for me to edit. That's the only reason why I try to keep them short because I'm lazy. Uh, but I appreciate it. We'll have you all back on, um, if not sooner, at least whatever we come out with, uh, you know, the next music project and all that shit. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, peace, dudes. All right, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Keep your mouth open, but don't talk. Talk, 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 talk. My name is Barry. They say I'm scary. You best be wary. You best be wary. Cause I'm your fucking neighbor, bitch. Barry has you with his sign. He's your neighbor in the sky. Everybody gonna die. Everybody gonna die. Don't you go and try to hide. Barry's here to take your life. Everybody gonna die. Jabbing, I'm making you red. Abracadabra, now open your head. Packing and stacking and wrapping the dead. Waxing when I get so nothing is said. Happens in seconds when taking my meds. Personally, bounce straight out of my chair. Never seen them in my day from the bed. Rapper, my man, stay hidden for days. Woke from a ghost who lives in my brain. 
frame. Choice to revoke with balance and chain. Balance and chain. Who do we lope with one of my dates? One of my dates. Let them come into my home for a taste. My name is Barry. They say I'm scary. You best be wary. Anybody living next door? Everybody gonna die. Everybody gonna die. Who was anybody living next door? Everybody gonna die. Everybody gonna die. And he would drive up to them and he'd have his son's toys in the front seat. Everybody gonna die. Everybody gonna die. To convince these women that hey, I can't be that serial killer, I've got my little boy's toys in the car. My name is.